And this gets back to this idea that we deliberately learn things. And I don't believe that. Hi there, Steve Kaufman here. Today, I want to talk about reading and fluency. Now, remember, if you enjoy these videos, please subscribe. I talk about language learning, hopefully encourage people to learn languages, share some of my experience in learning languages. So if you enjoy them, please do subscribe, click on the bell for notifications. Uh, if you follow me on a uh, podcast service, please leave a comment. I always appreciate it. So the reason I'm talking about reading and fluency is because, as you know, if you follow me on this channel, I very much, you know, support the idea of reading and listening as sort of the principal means of uh, growing and improving in a language that we are learning. So I was asked on by one of the commenters here uh, on my YouTube channel uh, about my thoughts about a video put out by a certain Hadar who has a channel called um, The Accents Way or something like that. I'll leave a link in the description box where she is more sort of in favor of speaking and uh, suggests that there is a, a sort of a, if all we're ever doing is reading, we're avoiding, we're avoiding the challenge of speaking. And I, I don't see that the one in any way that reading prevents you from speaking. Uh, and I don't think that while we are reading that we are necessarily escaping from the obvious benefits of speaking the language whenever we have an opportunity to speak. So to what extent is reading connected with the idea of fluency? Because obviously we all want to achieve fluency. I, I shouldn't say we all, but for many people, a primary goal of language learning is to achieve fluency. It doesn't have to be the goal. And I think this is also very important. We learn languages for our own reasons. If we want to learn just enough of the language to be able to feel comfortable in Mexico on our next visit, for example, that's legitimate. You might be disappointed that there are there is no shortcut to being comfortable in the language, but at least if you have some knowledge of the language, you can you know, have some communication with the locals, let's say in Spanish, if you're in Mexico. So that could be a goal. Or the goal could be simply to read books in the language. That can be a goal. But I think for most people, they would like to achieve fluency. So what is fluency? To me, and I said this before, and I'll flash up on the screen, B2 in the European, common European framework of sort of language proficiency. And we'll see that B2, and remember that the common European framework uh, has sort of six levels and that, you know, A1, A2 is sort of the beginner level, B1, B2 is the intermediate level, C1, C2 is the advanced level. It's possible to look at these and think that there's sort of an equal distance from A1 to A2, from A2 to B1, from B1 to B2. I don't see it that way. I think that from A1 to A2 moves along fairly quickly. Uh, and then to get from A2 to B2 is a very long road. But that B2 level, to my mind, represents fluency. It means that you're able to converse on a variety of subjects, sort of call it adult subjects, sophisticated subjects, complicated subjects, not nuclear physics, but some discussion even of politics, philosophy, economics, your feelings, even though you make mistakes, even though you might not understand certain things, you might be missing a word here and there, but you are communicating. 
You are, that to me is B2, that to me is fluency. It may be a surprise to some people to know that you need a lot of words to do that. You need a large passive vocabulary. And I stress all the time the importance of passive vocabulary. You cannot have a conversation with someone, an intelligent, sophisticated conversation, if you don't understand what they are saying. And so you need a lot of words, a lot of passive vocabulary, so that you have a good chance of understanding of what they're saying of understanding what they're saying. Uh, similarly, if you have a good vocabulary, now you can read books, now you can watch movies, you can understand podcasts, you can do a lot of these things, which will enable you to continue to improve in the language. It all requires comprehension. It all requires a large vocabulary. So reading, especially if accompanied with listening is a great way to increase your vocabulary. Now, Having a large passive vocabulary doesn't mean that you can use those words. And in the video that I watched that this, this uh, person had our put out, she seemed to suggest that, you know, if you come across a new word or a new structure in your reading, if you don't immediately try to use it, if you don't immediately try to nail it down, then you aren't going to learn it. And this gets back to this idea that we deliberately learn things. And I don't believe that. I believe that we gradually get, we start to assimilate and retain and to be able to retrieve things that we have met several times, hopefully in interesting contexts, and all of a sudden we understand more and more of the language. And if we have opportunity to speak, we end up uh, starting to activate some of that passive vocabulary. So that's, it's, it's more of a fuzzy logic natural subconscious process rather than a deliberate process. So because you need a large vocabulary to be fluent, sort of getting back to that B2 definition, therefore a lot of reading is very important if you want to achieve fluency. Now there are techniques that you can use so that your reading that to help you retain more of the words that you're coming across. That's why at link, we have a system where we enable you to save words to a database. Uh, you can review the words. Uh, you can, if it, the text is very difficult, you can look at it in sentence mode. Uh, if you want to try to find content that is at that, what I consider the sweet spot of 10 to 15% unknown words, some of which may be names, but that's going to be at a level where it's not too difficult for you to read with the help of the functionality that we have at Link, with the help of audio, it's not going to be too difficult, but you are exposing yourself to more new words. Obviously, uh, another technique is to stay within a certain, you know, subject area, be it economics or politics, or certain writers who tend to use the same vocabulary, so that you have a better chance of coming across these relatively low frequency words more often. So these are some of the techniques that you can use to help the, the reading activity give you that potential to become fluent. In order to become fluent, you need quite a large vocabulary. I don't, you don't need a, an enormous, you don't need to know every possible word in the dictionary. You can also forget some of the very basic words. That's not a problem, but you need to have and I refer to this reserve, you need to have this large background with the knowledge, you know, of, of these words, or at least with the, the, the having had the experience of, of encountering these words, so that slowly you start to activate them when you have a chance to speak. The fact, therefore, reading is not an escape from speaking, it's a preparation for speaking. 
If you combine it with listening, then it's an even better preparation for speaking. And uh, the idea that somehow many people, uh, and this was the point of this video, and you, you can have a look at it. She seemed to suggest that listening to podcasts and reading and so forth is, is you are uh, escaping from that obligation to go out and use it. Yes, it is true that there are many people who have a good passive understanding of, let's say, English and who are reluctant to use it. Of course, you shouldn't be reluctant to use it. However, the better your voca vocabulary, the better your understanding of the language, the better you read, by and large, the more confidence you're going to have in speaking. If you don't have that large passive vocabulary and you miss a lot of what's going on around you, you will be more reluctant to speak. And to arrive at a, flu at a level of fluency, that B2 level, you have to combine a lot of input activity, increasing your vocabulary, increasing your comprehension, and then finding every opportunity to speak and to speak a lot. To speak well, you have to speak a lot. I've said that before. However, lots of reading and listening can also contribute towards pushing you towards that level of fluency, which most of us aspire to achieve. And I'll leave you with a couple of videos that I've done on the subject of listening and reading and their importance to our language learning. Thank you for listening. Bye for now.